Okay, let's just jump right in in today's topic because it's a juicy one and it's a good one. We have some points laid out that we want to talk about and address and we kind of reviewed them before we started recording and we don't know entirely what the other person's going to say, but we just know it's different. It's going to be a juicy one, guys. Yeah, so if I haven't said it already, it's on the topic of insecurity. Mm. <laughs> ah. Something everybody deals with, okay? We're all human. It's very broad. That's why I think it's going to be juicy. Right. And also our view on insecurity going over our notes is very different. Yeah. So for me, I wrote and thought that insecurities are projections of our jealousy and things that we can't have or don't have. Right. So yeah. And so because of that, I said insecurities are dangerous for that reason because they can infiltrate into like your relationships with people and like your interactions with others who have those things that you don't. So it's comparison. Yeah. So in a sense, your thought on insecurity is that it's fueled by envy? Yeah. Interesting. Because I said insecurity is fueled by fear. Very interesting. But you know, like when we were reviewing our notes, I think our view on insecurity is different because looking at the insecurities I listed versus the insecurities that you listed, they are rooted in different things. That is also very true. And I just want to say, I don't disagree with your viewpoints on insecurity. I think that that is a different rendition of it. And I mean, like I said in the beginning, everyone deals with it and how it's manifested in them is going to be different, like person to person. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with insecurity being based in fear either. Because it's like, for example, financial insecurity. That's like based in fear of not being able to take care of like your bills or like whatever, you know? Right. But I think like, for example, one of the things that I listed for insecurity was like, I don't know, my appearance. And that's something that I've been dealing with growing up. And so for me, I was like, oh, I'm insecure about how I look. Like, for example, my skin, because I used to have really bad acne and like really bad acne scarring. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I would see people with really nice skin, like that made me feel like envious. Right. And I would be like very self-conscious of how I looked around other people, especially because all of my other friends, for the most part, had very clear skin. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could 100% relate to that because I used to have like really bad acne in like middle school, early high school. And I totally agree with that perception of like insecurity. But then I can also see it being on the flip side of like, I'm afraid that people are going to judge me or think that I'm ugly or think that like, oh my God, like she needs to wash her face, which I've been told before by my crush oh my god dude that killed me i was like oh, oh my god was that in like middle school or it was like, in middle school oh my god that's like the worst thing to say no also to whoever thinks that acne is caused by washing your face like it's not okay you need everyone who has acne probably washes their face a hell of a lot more than those people with clear skin okay yeah they're all struggling they, they're trying every product possible yeah you don't you just can't understand unless you've been through it yeah it's tough yeah but i can see where you're coming from at least for me, I wasn't like, oh, they think I'm ugly or they're going to say things like that to me. I was just like, or I maybe it was. I was just like, I don't want other people to look at me and like point at me as the odd one out. Right. Because of my skin. But wouldn't you say that's fear? It is, but I wasn't focused on that. My insecurity was rooted more in like, why do I have to be the only one that has bad skin? And I want like nicer skin. Right. So that's why like my other point was that insecurity is pride in incognito mode. Because it's basically like, why am I not that? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. That, does that make sense? But it's like, it's weird that it would be 
pride because it's eating away at your pride and you don't want it to. It's like a weird, backwards cycle. Exactly. Then, it's like a feedback loop. It in is. A way. And I just feel like that's why I said it's pride in incognito mode. It's like pride trying to attack you, but like in a different angle or at a different angle, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe I just repeated myself, but that's why my whole point. <laughs> this is harsh, but this is like how I talk to myself. But that's a whole other topic because I mean, we know everybody is like the worst inner critic or like they have their what, what, what is it you're your own worst critic yeah but I really do need to talk to myself a little bit more you really do I'm very harsh you really are but is that because you're insecure about those things I think it's just I don't know like I really don't know maybe this doesn't sound bad but like when I was younger the people closest to me their words were harsh so yeah. what I equated to like someone loving me or caring for me, the way that you talk to that person, I guess in a harsher, t- it's like tough love. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to like not think like that anymore. But I mean, to myself, and, but this isn't too bad. But for insecurity, it just be simply get over yourself. The world doesn't revolve around you. Not everyone's paying attention to you. They're paying attention to themselves because everyone's just trying to live their own life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's way easier said than done. I mean, it is, but it's like... I mean, yeah, the world doesn't revolve around you, but at the end of the day, like, you only have yourself and you're going to view the world out of your viewpoint. In a way, because we live out of our only our perspective, we end up viewing the world only as ours. I think that's where, like, for me, faith comes in because it just reminds myself, like, I'm not living for myself. Yeah. You know? So, like, all the things that I'm insecure about or I'm, like, fearful about, I'm just, like, I'm looking through this pigeonhole perspective that is my own narrow-minded view. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Right? But it's like God has a bigger view than we could ever imagine. But it's not even that. It's more so the fact that I live for Christ, not me. So it's like the things that I'm dealing with or whatever are so minuscule. And so like, that's where I feel like the pride comes in. That's where I feel like the, like the selfishness and like maybe, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm also Christian. So like, don't get it the wrong way. Don't get it twisted. But I think that way of thinking is also dangerous <laughs> because you diminish your own feelings. Like you could actually be dealing with issues and you're just like, oh, but it's doesn't matter because I'm living for God. I mean, not like that. I'm still saying like you should definitely sort out your emotions and what you're feeling, you know, rationally. Don't like push it aside. That's not like, I'm not saying to use that mindset or perspective as a coping mechanism, but I'm just saying like, these are the conclusions I came to for myself after Mm -hmm. like really like being introspective with whatever I'm going through and why I'm going through. And then more often than not, I realize like my insecurity, it always like spawns from a fear of either losing something or fear of like judgment or yeah I think it's like those main two things but then for losing something I just remember like it was never mine to begin with and just like let it go and for judgment that's where I feel like that would come in does that make sense (laughs) I think it does I feel like my gears are turning but I don't know if I have like a coherent response to all of that right now my I'm honestly just like spitting out thoughts that I'm just I'm nothing is this is how I talk I can probably think before I speak. I, I try to do that to the best of my abilities. And I have points in front of me. But if you see my notes, they're just like three bullet points. Where I was like, oh. No, I mean, it's because I had certain things that I... Or I was expanding upon my own insecurities in uh. my notes. That's why I was like, oh, I feel like I'm, I was insecure about like my appearance. I was uh. insecure about like friendships with right. people. I feel like something recently that I was like dealing with insecurity-wise was like, am I boring or uninteresting and not right. worthy to get to know? But I think I'm kind of over it now. <laughs> I mean, like we, we end up getting over insecurities and like talking about it. Yeah, but I don't think it's... 
it's not that easy for every insecurity and for every person. Like, no, it's not. I think me being insecure about different facets of my appearance could be like a lifelong thing. And I, for most people, it is. It is. I'm not saying like what I just said. I'm not saying it's like a one and done thing. Once I come to that conclusion, like I don't have, I, I don't deal with it anymore. That is so false. It's just like a constant battle, honestly. It's an ongoing battle. It is. But I think it's like even more of a battle because I, I don't mean to like harp on your personal means of coping, but I feel like just being like, get over it, get over yourself. Like you don't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's like not a healthy way of dealing with and overcoming the insecurity. I mean, that's the conclusion I came to with the things that I'm dealing with now, but like, is it healthy? I mean, that's why I said like, I need to be nicer to myself. And like, because when I do become a little too introspective or like have too much, like, you know me, when I go through stuff, I become very reclusive. I don't want to see people because I'm just trying to sort through my thoughts because they become a little too intrusive but like I don't know I'm still trying to work on that me saying get over yourself isn't like the end-all be-all to you know it's just like the process right now that's where I'm at hopefully it's not the end like the final destination I don't think it is I would hope not that'd be sad I would hope that you come to a more healthy way of dealing with insecurity <laughs> instead of just brushing yourself off like I think something that I've been realizing a lot and because I talk to my sister about this a lot is like you need to let yourself feel the emotions and but the thing is insecurity is a tricky one because like you said it is an intrusive thought and the way to overcome your insecurity is to like accept it which is really hard right like you need to accept like a certain thing about yourself or like a yeah. certain thing about a general situation yeah but that's hard because there's something you don't like about it and there's something else that you want out of it that's where I that's where I was like I feel like it's an envy thing uh, because there's something else you want out of like whatever situation or whatever like trait or something oh I could see that yeah and so because you want a different outcome or you want a different feeling that's where the insecurity comes into play right. with envy I mean I'm glad you brought that up because like that makes me want to modify kind of like what I've been saying I one of my bullet points was that insecurity is temporary because mm -hmm. it's just like any other feeling or emotion because of what we we're talking about it's fueled by either envy fueled by either fear or whatever it may be but those are all feelings at the end of the day they're temporary like sadness and happiness personally I feel like insecurity is one of those emotions that just persists like you can be by yourself you can just be in your room like for example it's so easy to pull like my insecurity as a parent on this I could just be looking at myself washing my face mm -hmm. and then I just look at myself and like that thought comes in and but that it was like already there and it's right. been there yeah but a thought is a thought you know kind of like a cloud it just kind of appears and then it can all kind of go away so in a sense it's still temporary it's not like it stays there I guess but that's like in the short term if you look at the big picture insecurity is one of those things that lasts it's a defining feeling that like lingers or it's always an undertone I think there's always something to be insecure by so yeah that possibility of being insecure will always be there because you can be insecure by anything but the point that I like that you made and I 100% I agree with is that to get over it and honestly any emotion really like negative emotion is just to accept where you are I feel like to get over insecurity is like the opposite of that would be to be content mm -hmm. you know yeah but I, I I don't know I think coming to that point of acceptance and being content takes a really really long time that's why I think insecurity is something that lingers whereas sadness or right. happiness is something that can come and go like really quickly like something can just change in a day and that changes your entire like demeanor of 
happiness or sadness. Right. But whether you're happy or sad, insecurity still lies underneath. That's the viewpoint I'm coming from. Yeah, that makes sense. Something I realized about myself is like, I don't think I particularly care too much about a lot of things. Uh, we talked about this before. We have. You say that, but then there's so many things that you make the same comments about over and over again. And I'm like, oh, she clearly cares about that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But then it sucks because then this is where it's like, I just, I forget so easily. So it's like sometimes like it just is a constant reminder. Yeah. But I feel like in general, it's just like, I don't know how to explain. I really wish I could put it into words. Okay. Like, all I want, I told you this so many times, but if someone could invent, like, a USB cord that you could plug into your brain and then, like, project it onto a monitor to show, like, that person's thoughts, like, that would be so game-changer for me because then I wouldn't have to figure out how to... I'm scared to see what is in your brain. You know, honestly, me too, because I don't think I fully see everything that's going on. But it's just, like, a con... Like, oh my gosh, just like James said, it is a constant... James, if you're listening, you're right, I agree with you. It is a constant stream of thoughts. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're... This is kind of a piggyback to episode two, our episode on ADHD. My friend James texted me about it, and he also has ADHD, and I believe him because he also has a diagnosis. <laughs> But um, he was, I was asking him, what is ADHD like for you? Because I can't, I can see it in Erica. I can clearly see in her personality and the way she acts that she has ADHD. But for people like James and like I have another friend that has ADHD, I would say that they are higher functioning ADHD. No, no, I don't mean it in the sense that you're low functioning, but like your ADHD can get in the way of a lot more focus, right? Whereas I never would have guessed that James or my other friend have ADHD. Oh, then you might be a little bit more inattentive. No, they're pretty attentive and they're good at focusing. That's why I'm like, they're like quote unquote normal or higher functioning. Dang. Not that you're, again, not that you're low functioning. I just don't know how else to describe it because I don't have like the proper medical scientific terms for this. So don't cancel me. But um, yeah, he, he was describing his ADHD as like, it's just a constant stream of consciousness. And that's why Erica is agreeing on. Thanks for the backstory. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about insecurities. What are you insecure about? Or what are you struggling with lately? I mean, my point that I wanted to make that I found in my notes down is that I recently realized that I confused my comfort as me being secure in myself which is also kind of funny because I feel like I'm always outside of my comfort zone more often than not I feel like especially for the past like two years I want to say yes but at the same time I don't know if it's like you're outside your comfort zone as much as you're just going through growing pain there but then you only grow in the uncomfortable like you don't grow in comfort that's true because I don't think I can tell you that I was comfortable (laughs) yeah I don't know I think I just like view comfort and discomfort different than like growth even though like yeah it is true that growth only happens in the discomfort yeah but I think I just view them very separately in my brain Mm. or like they feel like different concepts to me I think it's like gosh maybe I should have prepped a little more for this because my thoughts are everywhere but um, well like what do you mean your security and comfort were getting confused and that's how you felt insecure well it's more of like the reason why I said like I realized I confused my comfort for security and self is because once like let's say for example this podcast I'm typically a very private person um, and I like to be also uh, not I don't like I don't like attention and like all of that which I feel like can be surprising to some because like I do have a very outgoing and bubbly personality but you know like that's something that I'm always struggling with like I can be outgoing and bubbly in a situation then I go home I'd be like and like I'd rip myself to pieces just because it's like I don't know I'm just like ah 
this is me going back to being too hard on myself, but mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better with it once it's kind of accepted, like myself being the way that I am. But yeah, like I said, back to this podcast to do or like starting this podcast, <laughs> Allison and I went through <laughs> a bit of struggle in the beginning when we were <laughs> trying to put out the second episode. Oh, the editing process. Right. Oh, I was going to curse. It was a big, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was difficult just we we found a lot of differences in our work styles. I mean, we we worked past it. Great, I'm so blessed we have great communication. But I was also really struggling throughout that process of like, because I was editing the podcast. And if you're listening to the second podcast, I'm sorry, there's a harsh <laughs> cut in between. It was like two in the morning. I was like desperately trying to get this That's to Allison. Fine. <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> But uh, in that time of editing, I really, really didn't want to continue because I'm like, but I don't even want, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want this attention. But then another part of me was just like, I want to try something new. I want to do something outside of my comfort zone. I want to be able to not just do what I'm used to, but I realized like to do something that I'm not used to, I like, I just felt like that insecurity, but a really strong force of it. Just kind of like, that's where, again, I ripped myself apart being like, no one wants to hear you. No one wants to hear your thoughts. Like if anything, like they're going to judge you now and like people are going to think more like about you because you are saying, I don't know, just a bunch of things. Okay. Wait, so you're saying the discomfort led you to be insecure or have feelings of insecurity? I mean, like, doing something like a podcast is, like, very out there, you know what I mean? If people were to listen. I guess. Because right now, I'm in a setting that's very comfortable. Like, I'm talking to literally one of my best friends, and I just, and I, it just comes out of me, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's because it's more vulnerable. It's, like, more out there. I, oh, that's why. Oh, uh-huh. this is all making, wow, guys. Also, I'm a verbal um, processor, so. <laughs> okay. Wait, I have for you while you're saying all this right so your point or your insecurity is that you've been confusing uh comfort with security in yourself right what is security in yourself and yeah let's just start with that um what i'm not ripping myself apart Okay, so the discomfort is what was causing you to doubt yourself. Yeah, I think I doubted myself a lot. I, I think I do doubt myself a lot in general. That's how I knew I was insecure because, like, I feel like a secure person, when they start something new, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to be bad at this, but, like, at least I need to try. I need to start. We're going to be we're gonna be bad at everything. Like, at least if I fail, that means I'm doing it. But if I don't fail and not do anything, like, what? You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because for me, yeah, like, the podcast is putting myself out there. But I've done that before. Honestly, I've, I'm at the point where I know this is something that I want to do. And I'm, like, secure in me just trying. Even I know I'm not the most aesthetic. I know I'm not the most coherent speaker and right. eloquent. And I know I'm, I don't have the best editing. I know I all these things about myself but I'm like whatever like there's always going to be people out there who are willing to listen or watch and I think for me like I just want to try and that's like the security I have in that and I guess that's where our difference in how we approach the podcast is also very different which could be a whole episode on its own right yeah but I think that's this just shined a whole other light on an insecurity I didn't even know know I had knew I had but also, while I'm saying all of this, I realize like this is kind of touching upon something I've always known or like recently discovered about myself within the past few years. Which is? Well, first off, for the podcast, it'd be like I struggle so much with vulnerability. Like that's something I started to like 
try to do better with last year. Oh, yeah. And this is something that's such a vulnerable platform. Like, sure, I don't need to, but, like, the whole point of, like, doing this with you is to be able to have these types of conversations. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And then the second point, if I said, you know, I don't even know, Allison and Post could. <laughs> okay. But, like, also, like, the way you described how you would, or how starting this podcast would be, like, it was just something that you knew you always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do a podcast, but all I kept thinking was the same thoughts of, like, no one cares to hear what you have to say. Mm. I mean, which is sad. Yeah. Wait, I don't know if I, are you okay with speaking on camera? I feel like. Is that vulnerable? It is. Oh, sheesh. (laughs) No, but see, it sucks because I'm such a vulgar verbal processor like I don't realize kind of like how vulnerable I'm being or whatever and this is also another insecurity of mine when I meet with people like I just kind of like talk Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like anxiety post conversations because I'm just like Erica why'd you say that with that person oh okay I've been feeling that a lot lately too yeah but yeah it's because I used to have a lot of big mouth tendencies and this week in particular I felt a lot of them come back up I was really struggling yeah (laughs) but yeah, I mean, like, back to the podcast, that is sad. I think, yeah, see, I think the thing is, like, yeah, maybe, like, someone in, I don't know, Europe doesn't care what we have to say, but, like, the beauty about starting the podcast and the way we're starting it is the only people that are going to listen right now are people who actually care about what we have to say, who are our friends, right? If you look at who's following our podcast right now, if you look at who's texting us and, like, I mean, the people who only can text us are people that we literally know, but, um, like, that'd be so creepy. That would be. But the people who are, like, engaging with us are people who want to listen, right? And I think that's such a great way to gain confidence and gain security right that's why I really pushed myself to keep editing and commit to you because I'm just like okay right now you're letting your fear become too intrusive Mm. this is something you know you've always wanted to do and you get to do it with someone that you're so close with like why not embrace this opportunity and if anything it's also just a fun hobby and so yeah because at the end of the day like yeah we're like like I know we both have like a deep desire to like become an influencer or something one day <laughs> like in the perfect world right obviously perfect obviously world. we don't know and don't expect that to happen yeah but like the fact is that we're trying and that's the important part right and I think that is like the hard part about starting something about trying something it's like breaking through that initial layer of doubt and insecurity yeah right yeah I agree and I yeah I kind of want to keep it in there because it's like it's I mean, we knew this topic was going to be touchy. Yeah. Using personal examples and such. But, like, I mean, like, I think this really just emphasizes where each of our insecurities stems from. Like, clearly mine is, like, deeply rooted in fear just from past experiences. And the reason Mm -hmm. why mine is so, like, like fear of, like, judgment or, like, just people-based is just because I've been so hurt by people. Yeah, which makes sense. And then mine is much more, like, internally driven. Oh, for sure. I think. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, people have, like, my, like, people close to me have said things about, like, how I look or, like, my friendships or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, like, what makes it that much worse is me dwelling on it. Because I think I used to have, actually, I don't know about now, but I definitely used to have, like, pretty thick skin where if someone, like, said something, like, oh, you look stupid or you look ugly, I'm like, whatever, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, me thinking about, like, oh, I don't like how that looks and I wish it didn't look like that is where the insecurity stems from, for me, internally. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, like, the same, like, not 
only like my parents, like even like the relationships I have in my life or like me personally just feeling like, oh, like I'm not worth getting to know because I'm uninteresting or something like that's all driven by me. No one said anything or did anything to me to make me think that I was uninteresting. It's like just my personal interpretation of actions or like just me purposely or not even purposely me just putting a negative spin on things because I'm like, why would it be any other way? Just thinking the worst possible. Yeah. And that's like where I'm like, it's internal. Right. You know, I think it's because when I was younger, like I always assumed the worst, but then it just sucked when the worst did happen. And like in my brain, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's like a feedback, like yeah. conditioning. Yeah. It confirmed the fact of like, oh, so it can happen. The worst can happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like to not think of the worst possible outcome doesn't seem so irrational anymore. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you're trying to mentally prepare yourself for the worst. But something I've learned is like, you can prepare for the worst and let it happen and nothing will prepare you for that moment. That's so true. Cause it's like everything you anticipate feeling is like, it's something you're making up until you actually go through it. You don't know exactly how you're actually going to react to it. Or like, yeah. there's always certain things in certain contexts that changes the situation and makes you feel a different way. Right. And it's just like, what's the point? It's like that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I go back to the point of like, yeah, sure, insecurity lingers. So in a sense, it can be seen as permanent, but I just believe that it it just fluctuates. That's why to me, it's like temporary. Like to me, permanent is like, mm-hmm. it's there at your frontal lobe at all times, just like there. Oh, wait, I have a question yeah. for you. Because yeah. this is something that I wrote in my notes. I was like, insecurity stems from jealousy and it becomes dangerous when those insecurities infiltrate relationships Uh do you feel like your insecurity of like you're doubting yourself Uh shows up and affects your relationships oh 100 percent. yeah i feel like because of that i can end up self-sabotaging a lot of things because i just become the biggest people pleaser and no one wants like the Mm. biggest people where i start to disrespect my boundaries but then because my but they don't know that but Mm -hmm. i because i'm disrespecting my boundaries i start to get bitter but i don't want to say it because that's going to be me having to speak up and talk about something that might disrupt them and their feelings and it's going to ruin the peace but then i can't help how i feel obviously yeah and then like you know then probably i'll grow sour towards the relationship So 100% it can, but I've been working on that a whole lot more and like, yeah, catching myself when I do. And I'm so thankful that the people around me unintentionally kind of call me out for it and like have me respect my boundaries and stuff. So I've gotten better. I'm a person now. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. People pleasing is tough. Interesting. So then do you think people pleasing stemmed out of insecurity for you too? You're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have bad relationships with people and you're insecure about those relationships. Do you think that's where that stemmed from? I think, oh, this is a whole other topic because we wanted to film a podcast on like friendship and or like relationships in general. So I'll leave that for that podcast. So stay tuned. Oh, so you're just not answering the question. No, but uh, I also kind of forgot your question. <laughs> Actually, I kind of forgot it. <laughs> Wait, I think it was no i don't know uh, well stay tuned <laughs> yeah i don't remember what you said but i want to say something else okay go for it i mean that's why something that i'm really trying to work on that i used to do a lot was over explain myself mm-hmm. every time i feel like i messed up or especially with like one of my biggest insecurities is adhd for sure mm-hmm. because it's like when i when i feel like i don't have good control over myself in that moment which is most likely when i'm like overstimulated by something 
you know, whether it's like a really big group or just things that kind of like infiltrate my mind more. Like James said, constant stream of thoughts, but it's like when things are obviously overwhelming, it like, I, I don't know what happens, but it's like, I cannot, I cannot regulate anything. And so like, it's harder for me to contain, I guess, the, the action sometimes. So like interrupting conversations or like, I can't remember all of them right now because right now so many thoughts are going through my head. <laughs> Oh, I feel like you're kind of indirectly answering my question. I remembered. So my question was, like, do you think your people-pleasing tendencies, like, stemmed from insecurity in your relationships with that? And I think people-pleasing is insecurity. Mm. Oh, 100%. But I, I think the reason why our insecurities are different is because, like, actually, no, I don't know. Maybe you can answer this. Okay. Because for me, like, because I feel like mine is very much just directed towards me. Like, all, like, guns pointed at me. Like, I don't, I remember I talked to my pastor about this, but I, I was talking to him about, like, certain relationship. Yeah. And he made me aware, which made me sad, but, like, I would always talk about the other person, like, even if it, um, uh, like, yeah, you, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Kind of. No, like, even when, like, something this person did bothers me, I'd always be like, but it's okay, because it's that person. Like, I accept that person to be oh, however you yeah. know i remember we talked about yeah this. but then like when i talked about myself he said i'd be like oh but i'll do better oh but i'll fix that oh but i'll like it's yeah. always like there's in my head there's always something wrong with me yeah oh so you're you were like saying that and wondering if my insecurities in my relationships were like that in it because like i want to see how that like or like your interpretation or perception of insecurity or how you deal with it like what that looks like um like self-criticism First, like accepting others. I don't know. I okay. So for me, self criticism wise, I think it's similar to yours, but I think it still stems from envy. Like because someone else has it, I'm like, why don't I have it? I need to be better about it. And that's where the self criticism comes in. Uh, I'm like, in order to have what this other person has, I need to do this, and I need to be better in X Y Z ways. Whereas, like, I think for you, you're just, like, oh, it's okay if, like, if someone, like, said something or, like, does... I feel like because for you, your self-criticism comes out of fear of, like, not meeting someone's expectations. Probably. For me, my insecurity comes out of envy because I'm not meeting my own expectation. Oh. Yeah. So I think that's why it's, like, our, like, fear versus envy is similar, but the starting point is different. Or, like, the root cause is different. See, this is why we work. Because <laughs> she, so I call her my consultant. Because I give her all my thoughts. And then she organizes them. So if this finally satisfied the listeners who listened to me ramble on and on and, like, knew exactly what Allison just said, um, sorry. Oh, no, I don't know. I think I was just trying to make a connection. Because it seemed like you were trying to want – you wanted me to comment and respond to what you were saying. Did I? But you didn't know how to put it into a question form. So you gave your example. I, I just know you. Wow. <laughs> so weird knowing if whoever listens to this they're like ah, ah. <laughs> we didn't say anything i mean i'm definitely putting my thoughts vulnerable. not entirely but even me saying this like i would i wouldn't tell the like the next person beside me that is true but yeah. then again i am the type of person to just like because i've been told like this is why it's like i just have to come to accept it like it's a pro and a con obviously there's the harm of like over oversharing oversharing but then I also love it when I hear like people say like like new people that I meet 
and like I get close with them and they're like oh it was easy to get close with you because like you it was just so comfortable talking with you because like you shared yeah it made me feel like I could share yeah because you're so open yeah but it's like I'm like oh like I don't need to like I always walk away from the situation like (laughs) 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 but then I don't know there are other times where I feel annoyed I mean honestly I'm not even gonna lie to you I feel like if you and I just met today and somehow the topic of insecurity came up and I asked you like what are you insecure about I think you would have said all of this I think I would (laughs) have dude do you remember when we first talked like one-on-one for the oh, first time for over eight Zoom. hours yeah it was for eight hours but i realized this is what i do if you sit down with me for the first time like mm-hmm. anyone i feel like this is a theme any person that like new person that like i catch up with not catch up that makes no sense meet up with. meet up with like minimum two to three hours see that's crazy but that's why everyone feels like they're so close to you because you ah. share so much and they feel like they can also share wait no but i'm not trying to toot my own horn i'm just saying i just want to give them i'm gonna shut up now wait wait how are you tooting your own horn in any way i don't know i feel like i'm like talking i don't know now your insecurity is creeping up again (laughs) girl we have to break the cycle oh it's so hard (laughs) whoa i feel like this podcast is just like my therapy podcast episode is way too meta like it's too self-aware it is yeah yeah it's my brain yeah broken oh (laughs) no but my point is don't be insecure about one how much you're talking that's literally why we made it a podcast so that we can talk a lot because we both love to talk yeah (laughs) secondly don't feel insecure about like being open because that openness is a skill that a lot of people want and are probably envious of a lot of people probably are insecure that they can't be as open as you and can't get to know people as well or like as deeply because they can't open up in the way you can but that's crazy they shouldn't feel that way about themselves see but do you like it's the same thing for you you shouldn't feel that way about yourself either yeah (laughs) it's hard it is hard i mean that's when in the beginning i said like i agree with the get over yourself seems like a very like easy bandage statement yeah but it doesn't like but like achieve anything like I feel like this was a perfect example of just like that is something that I try to remind myself that here I still am mm-hmm. or here I am still with the yodos yeah. <laughs> here still I am actually I don't even know if that's what she said but we do something oh that was too good anyways what were we saying oh yeah I mean like I can tell you you shouldn't feel insecure about these things because those are like valuable traits but it, it comes down to you to accept and come to peace with how you are you know or change it if you don't like it you know yeah like I remember someone asked me how I overcame one of my insecurities before and I was like oh I just changed my entire situation <laughs> but I think the like problem with me is like I keep changing myself yeah but I think that's thing it's like you know yourself i know you know yourself really well and if there is a part of you that you don't know you take time to figure it out yeah but the thing is like you are always trying to change yourself which is good it's always good to self-improve but at the same time there are some things that are just you i think that's what i'm like trying to understand Mm -hmm. and yeah because like there's some things that are just fundamentally you right 
you can't change yourself necessarily, or you can't force yourself to change, right? right? So you have to change the situation you're in. Yeah. I mean, that's why every time I'm stuck in a situation and I can't find myself out, I'm always just like, I just want to move away and not tell anybody and just like, push again. <laughs> I'm okay, you guys. No, yeah. Also, you guys will probably learn this through the podcast. We are both really dramatic at times when we're yeah. thinking a lot, when we're in that spiral. Dude, so there's this thing in my church called the community group, and it's just like fellowship, basically. And fellowship is just like we're getting to know your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, basically. Amen. And I remember I was sharing, I was just like, you know, like as you guys all know, like I'm pretty dramatic, we're like really emotional, and everyone starts laughing. Like it was an obvious statement. I was like, that's crazy but it's true i mean do you hear how you just said that that's crazy okay but like i followed up with but it's true <laughs> i know but the, that's dramatic like you know a college dramatic if you will <laughs> it's a dramatic response well maybe people are a little too undramatic mayhaps <laughs> also i'm really sorry if you could hear the dogs barking oh yeah my neighbors have dogs and they bark at everything sometimes they also run around the and I just hear their footsteps and they're just going crazy with the wheels and I'm like, girl, calm down. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we're both dramatic, but only at times. It's only when we're spiraling that we're really dramatic. <laughs> that's because we're thinking of the worst possible case. Yeah, exactly. See, but that's because, again, we are insecure about that. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm telling you, dude, this podcast episode is way too meta. It's yeah. breaking the fourth wall, like, a little bit too much. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway. Wait, what were the other things that you had in your list? Oh. Yeah, let's see. I said my insecurities project with bitterness toward others when I'm secure. I think I mentioned that at the beginning. Oh. I don't know if we talked about it. <laughs> I wrote, I think, I don't think I'm too insecure of a person overall, but the things I am insecure about are pretty substantial. <laughs> yes! It says, in no particular order, my appearance, am I really as close to someone as I think I am, slash do they view me similarly? And then, yeah, lately me being, thinking I'm boring, like, I'm interesting. And the last point I had was, dealing with and catering to others' insecurities when they start to define the relationship you have with them is tiring. But maybe right. that's because I'm an anxious person, and not fully because of their insecurity. Right. I think for me, I think, oh my gosh, do you have more follow-up with that? No, that's all I wrote. So my kind of thought with that was the foundation of a relationship shouldn't be only insecurity or like... I mean, that what, should never be the foundation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's why I'm like, that's why I wrote it. Because like dealing with and catering to someone's insecurities when they define the relationship is tiring. Because insecurity itself is tiring. Yeah, it's like already tiring dealing with it by yourself. But then when you start to project that onto other people, then they have to react or do something about it, right? And then right. like dealing with insecurity... The only way to overcome insecurity is like self-acceptance, which is what we already talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Or becoming content yourself. But when you project the insecurity into a relationship, then it's almost implicitly demanding that the other person help you overcome it or like accommodate to you to like cater to the insecurity, mm -hmm. which is where I think it becomes dangerous and tiring. Because no matter what you do, if you're insecure, like if someone else can or some third party can do whatever they want to try to cater to your insecurity, but it doesn't matter if you yourself don't accept and believe things yourself mm -hmm. that was my point yeah why do you disagree no <laughs> <laughs> no just <laughs> i guess i kind of came out of nowhere for that one i i agree to the point where it's just like essentially you just can't change someone unless they yeah like they have 
when someone is insecure, you can help them, but they also have to be taking active steps to be trying to help themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, maybe this is totally off point. Like, you know, like in AA or something, they're like, if they don't want to change, it doesn't matter like what you do. I mean, like, that's what I was going to say. It's just like change in general. It's like, that goes, it goes for anything. Yeah. It's from yourself. Yeah. Therefore, everyone look deep within yourself. (laughs) Try to be content. Find the good things about your life. (laughs) Clearly, we're human and we have our own struggles. But I, for me, the thing that always brings me back is just being present. Mm-hmm. Because you just get so consumed by the thoughts in your mind that it becomes your reality. When that's just simply not. You just let it become. That's so true. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm usually fine. But then once I start to think about something and go down that rabbit hole. That's it becomes when, your world. Yeah, that's what I start to believe. And that's right. when I become really depressed. Right. When I'm not thinking, I'm a happy girl. <laughs> no insecurities here. <laughs> when we my brain secure. When my brain empty, I am secure. <laughs> when I'm insecure, it's because I'm thinking. Brain turned on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's when I do stay present, I'm able to fully be content and enjoy just what's happening around me and like enjoy the relationships as they are, enjoy mm-hmm. the circumstances as they are. And even if I'm sad and struggling, I can still be enjoying that moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you guys thought this episode was interesting, let us know. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That'd be Um, sweet. Yeah. Oh, we're also, I mean, we have topics that we want to talk about, but we've been um, formulating a list. Oh, yeah. We have a list of guests who want to be on the podcast. (laughs) We don't know when we'll start bringing the guests on because that requires us to buy a couple microphones again. (laughs) Our bank accounts are hurting a little bit lately. So, TBD, but if you want to be a guest, hit us up. Only people that we know, because um, obviously if you're a stranger, I don't know, we're not going to be comfortable having you come into my home, you know? So, yeah, but anyway, yeah, if you're interested, let us know. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said wherever you're listening, because it's only available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So, on both of them, or one of them. That would help us out a lot. Thank you. Please love and support us. Please. Please. Please leave us sugar on top. We're thankful either way. Just thanks for listening. Oh, insecurity. Pull back. Oh. <laughs> no, not insecure. I'm, no, we're happy even if you just click. If you just give us one little thing of interest, you know? Because yeah. that means we're doing something right. Yeah, we're doing. We are doing. Yeah. yeah. We're simple gals. We are. Okay, you can get all of that out. That's a little too long. Okay, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.